This episode of Ask the Pokedexpert is brought to you by Black City Pokemart, serving one half of reality for over seven years. Stop by today if you can. And by Adventure Incorporated Podcast, an actual play podcast that you're only 90 plus hours behind on. Adventureinc.podbean.com. Now, on to the show. Ask the Pokedexpert. Hello, friends, and welcome to Ask the Pokedexpert, where we take audience questions and pick the brain of our special guest expert. I'm your host, Anthony Reed. Joining me this week, he is a Pokemon researcher and the foremost expert in the fields of Pokemon biology, anatomy, and social biology. His new book, Fifty Shades of Blue, a study on the mating habits of Cantonian polywags, is available now. It's Pokedexpert Mike Ellison. Thanks for being here, Mike. Hey, Anthony. Thank you so much for having me. This really this really means a lot to me. You know, um, I was so flattered to get the call. I couldn't believe it. Um, and I just wanted to say I'm especially excited this week. Uh, Dunstar- Dunsparce is literally my favorite Pokemon. I can't wait. I can't wait to get into it. Well, that is very exciting. And he's right. This week we are talking about one of the lesser known Pokemon, Dunsparce. The Pokedex lists Dunsparce as a 4 foot 11, 30.9 pound normal type Pokemon. The community has a lot of questions about Dunsparce, and with good reason. This one's a little strange. Are you ready, Mike? Of course I am, Anthony. I can't wait to clear up any misconceptions, any confusion about Dunsparce. I think, uh, you know, a Pokemon so special and so interesting deserves its time in the sun. So I'm really glad we're talking about him. Now, I will say before we get to the questions, it's a little strange. I I would never, you know, I've seen pictures of Dunsparce. I've even seen a Dunsparce uh, from afar, uh, you know, at like a Pokemon Zoo. Uh, But I've never considered them to be like four foot 11, 30 pounds. That's that's a big Pokemon. Oh, for sure. I think I I think, uh, you know, again, I know, uh, you know, I know Pokedex entries, people people tend to really cling to them, right? But it's it's important to remember that, you know, any any Pokemon can have a range of sizes. You know, this is kind of the uh, the expected median size of a Dunsparce. You know, uh, for for those for those smaller Dunsparces, especially Dunsparces raised in captivity, uh, they mm. tend they tend to grow a bit smaller. Uh, you may see them. Uh, you know, carried by children or something like that. Um, but if you were to stretch out, you know, a Dunsparce all the way, because a lot of times they sleep kind of curled or they, you know, they appear kind of uh, coiled almost. Uh, sort of hunch their back a little right, bit. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, not yeah. not great posture Pokemon, uh, but certainly um, if you were to stretch it out uh, all the way, you would see that, you know, uh, 4.11 tends to be about the median length of a Dunsparce. And of course, when you're looking hmm. at something that that can be that long, you know, you've got to you've got to expect a bit of heft to it. Right. Um, I mean, my Dunsparce definitely weighs a lot more than 30 pounds. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, I, I like to I like to give them treats. Uh, I think it's important to to foster a really positive, uh, positive relationship with your Dunsparce. 
Uh, and, and I suspect 30.9 pounds, you know, for a, a lot of the Pokedex entries, they're designed for people who are uh, battling in, in tournaments with their Pokemon. That's sort of a lean, mean fighting weight. Oh, certainly. Yeah. If I were to if I were to take my Dunsparce out right now, you know, uh, and take him to the gym, it would not be a pretty sight. Let's put it that way. You know, he uh, <laughs> he lives a he lives a cushy life here for sure. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of time spent coiled on the couch next to me, uh, eating chips. You know, while we while we enjoy our lives. That's great. Uh, let's get into these uh, audience questions now. Uh, so, Twitter user at your one underscore nightmare asked, "Does it ever open its eyes?" Oh, that's, that's a great question. Uh, so, you know, Dunsparce is typically shown with its eyes closed, right? I mean, most of the time when someone sees a Dunsparce, it's either, it's maybe like you mentioned in the Pokemon Zoo, when, when they're underground in that kind of, uh, you know, almost like an ant colony type of situation. Of course, mm-hmm. a Dunsparce isn't going to have its eyes open. It doesn't want to get dirt in there, right? Um, and you know, when a Dunsparce is sleeping, uh, of course it's going to have its eyes closed. Uh, if a Dunsparce is, uh, rattled or, uh, nervous, maybe it's in battle, uh, it will likely have its eyes closed. Uh, Dunsparce tends to close its eyes when it's eating or drinking something. I think, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say for sure, uh, but I like to, you know, I like to think that the reason its eyes are closed when it's eating and drinking is because it's really savoring that meal. Uh, I think, you know, maybe, and again, maybe this is, this is because I'm really partial to a Dunsparce, but I think, I think it's, uh, I think it's a, a Pokemon that, that knows how to enjoy the finer things in life and really focuses on those things. I think when its eyes are open, um, you know, it tends to, uh, it tends to not be able to appreciate the other the other senses quite so much. So you're likely to almost always see a Dunsparce with its eyes closed. But it but it is capable of opening its eyes. It's certainly got the capability, right? I mean it it I will say, uh I think it's a choice by the Dunsparce not to open its eyes. Mm, now, mm, if you've got yourself, you know, if you've got yourself an old Dunsparce, maybe its eyelid muscles have atrophied. You know, that that happens with anyone if you're not using those muscles right. And so maybe that specific Dunsparce can't open its eyes. Right. Uh, but if you don't all, use it, you lose it, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But they are all born with that capability, certainly. Mm-hmm. Great question. Yeah, very though. interesting. Very question. good question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as, as a, as a quick follow up on that, I would yeah. say, um, Dunsparce is a, it, it spends a lot of time burrowed underground, correct? Certainly. Certainly. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, one of its, one of its favorite pastimes is to, uh, to burrow underground the second it hears or sees anything. Right. So, I mean, uh, eyesight is not really its typical mode for, uh, sensing the world around it. No, uh, certainly. how do they, how do they typically sense danger and things under the ground? Um, you know, there's been some, uh, some discussion in academic circles. Uh, uh, you know, I, I read recently a a paper that theorizes that Dunsparce uses almost like a, uh, this sounds ridiculous. I, but the, you know, the evidence, the evidence 
presented in the paper was pretty compelling. Uh, it says that Dunsparce uses almost a sixth sense, like almost like a spider sense to be able to tell uh, when danger might be coming or when, you know, when it's time to flee. Um, and so, you know, you might be able to extrapolate that into, oh, maybe, you know, maybe because of Dunsparce's ability to escape situations like that, maybe it has some sort of prescient qualities to it. Um, personally, I have a hard time believing that, um, I will say that I have never surprised my Dunsparce, you know, anecdotally. Hmm. Uh, but I, I think that's a, that's more due to my nature. You know, I'm kind of a, a creature of habit. I tend to do the same things. Uh, but you know, uh, like I said, the, the research is out there. It's, it's, it's a compelling read. If you've got a couple of hours, um, by all means, uh, you know, check your, check your Pokemon, uh, academic journals. Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember who wrote it. Um, give me just one moment. Let me, let me check my notes. Now's a good time to remind the listener that, uh, Mike's new book, 50 Shades of Blue, a study on the mating habits of Cantonian polywags is available now on Amazon and from any local bookseller you may find. Uh, if there are any brick and mortar bookstores around you still, that's where you should check. Also, don't forget if you're traveling soon, you can usually find them right there on the stands in any major airport. Anthony, thank you so much for for mentioning the book. You know, it, it means a lot to me that it's getting as much uh, critical acclaim as it has been. But like, what I'm really, really excited to hear is how the you know how the average Pokemon fan thinks of it. You know, I think I think I wrote a certainly an academically challenging read, but I think there are a lot of details in the book that should lend themselves to you know the. the the more hobbyist type, you know, especially if you're really into a polywag, um, I highly, highly recommend it. You know, there, there are a couple of sections on other water Pokemon as well, but uh, I do focus pretty heavily on the polywag. I'm about six and a half pages in and I'm very much enjoying it. I'm so glad to hear. I'm so glad to hear that, that you've started. That means that means a lot to me. Uh, did you get uh, yes. that name for Yes, sorry. Uh, it, it was, uh, of course, it was it was Felina. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Professor Ivy, uh, you know, from the Orange Islands. Uh, she had she had written that paper. Uh, hmm. It's very, very interesting reading. Um, well, uh, let's let's move on to the next question. I, I'm, we've got a lot to cover in a short amount of time. Uh, we got so many questions about this. The the community was clamoring for it. I want to make sure we hit it with you before you go. Uh, this is for uh, Captain Hygiene, James Charest, Kira Reed, and Stephen Michael. What's with the wings? Wow. Yeah. You know, it's funny that the four of them would have asked, right? Because any everyone that I told that I was, you know, I, I let slip that I was going to be doing this. Um, everyone that I told about it asked me exactly the same question. Oh, are you going to talk about Dunsparce's wings? And I mean what more can be said about them right they're they're so they're so gentle they're so small uh you know a lot of people ask me things like what is the what is even the point of them you know uh clearly you know looking at the size of a dun sparse and the size of those wings it's not going to help it fly right yeah and it's a pokemon that spends most of its time underground you don't really have a lot of need for for wings underground 
Sure. Uh, you know, a lot of people have theorized that that it's an evolutionary holdover from, uh, you know, previous uh, previous undiscovered uh, historical, you know, again, Darwinian uh, Darwinian evolutions of Dunsparce. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Personally, I think a Dunsparce's wings reflect its personality. Hmm. You know, my Dunsparce's wings actually lean forward a little bit. Uh, I think that's because he is such a cuddler. Um, I think I think less. I think wings on a Dunsparce are less used for transportation, and more used in a communal, uh, conversational type of way. You know, kind of an interaction, almost like, uh, you know, if you were to get a new haircut. Uh, people at the office might say, oh, wow, Anthony, that's a really nice haircut you have. Uh, you know, Dunsparce, while they can't change their wings, I think they do reflect uh, aspects of the the Dunsparce's personality. Hmm, very fascinating. <clears throat> so they're used more as a social construct between Dunsparce. Certainly, yeah. You can, you can actually... Uh, once you once you've seen enough Dunsparce in your life, you know you can you can actually tell where a Dunsparce is from based on the patterns in its wings and based on the the shape and direction of those wings. Um, so you know, and of course, every Dunsparce family has has their own personality traits, right? Uh, you know, some people think a Dunsparce eats and sleeps, and that's basically all it does, but they would be wrong. You know, Dunsparce does a lot more. Uh, Dunsparce, Dunsparce live very tightly in those, uh, in those, in those caves that they, they burrow into. Uh, they, they live a very communal life. You know, a lot of, a lot of people have reported seeing swarms of Dunsparce. In fact, those, uh, wings are not really so much wings as they are maybe like, um, you might consider uh, eyelashes or uh, sure. the wings of a butterfree or something like that. Although, I mean, wings of a butterfree have a lot more practical use. Right. I mean, obviously, butterfly butterfree wings are, are used for, you know, uh, the release of spores and and keeping keeping the butterfree aloft and all sorts of other things. Uh, mostly a Dunsparce's wings are used as identification, uh, personality traits, and almost... <clears throat> I don't mean to uh, to imply a warlike nature for the Dunsparce, uh, but almost as a house banner, you know, uh, kind of like uh, medieval humans would have used, uh, you know, when when going to war. Very interesting. Um, well, Facebook user, well, we'll move on. That's a great a great answer. I hope that that uh, satisfies our community who uh, who reached out to us with that one. Oh, me um, too. Facebook Facebook user Jeremy Sims uh, references one of the games in this one, which I know you have a hard time with the misconceptions that generate from that, uh, and it's a fan game at that. So uh, please bear with it. But I think it's an important question that that sort of has a, a nugget of truth at the core. That, that I think we really want to get to. Um, so uh, in a fan game, Dunsparce evolves into a dragon type. That's awesome, uh, according to Jeremy. Uh, is that the only way that Dunsparce makes sense? And was he a f- half-finished Magikarp? Whoa. I'm sorry. Um, I don't mean to 
react so strongly. No, I understand. I know that, that Dunsparce is a very important Pokemon to you, and I, I don't ask you this question to upset you. Uh, I, I think the implication here is that a lot of people look at Pokemon who uh, have a very shallow evolutionary window, right? Many Pokemon evolve many times. Some Pokemon evolve only once. Some do not evolve at all. And I think that, that a lot of people look at Pokemon like that and say, is there anything more? Yeah. What else? What is the purpose of this Pokemon? Uh, which I know is is uh, sort of abhorrent. You know, you know, this is something that really bothers me, Anthony. Um, I don't understand why every Pokemon has to have a final evolution to get to. Maybe it's perfect already. You know, it, it was it was Ralph Waldo Emerson, okay, who said beauty is its own excuse for being. And you know, if I if I may, if I may tweak that a little bit, right? Dunsparce is its own excuse for being. Uh, to to address the question directly, because I think it's important on a show, uh, you know, entitled "Ask the Pokedexpert uh, to answer the questions asked." Can you repeat what was actually a question in there? It sounds like it was just an insult. I'm sorry. I I understand where you're coming from. No, I really, I do. I'm sorry. Um, the question that was asked is, it, does it feel like Dunsparce is in some way unfinished? Like there might be some some way that Dunsparce, perhaps we haven't discovered how to properly evolve a Dunsparce and that there may be something more for Dunsparce out there. I will tell you that Dunsparce is never finished, right? Like, the more you get to every day with a Dunsparce is a journey. Um, you know, of course, uh, we are we are discovering new Pokemon evolutions every day, uh, you know, in addition to the, the emotional journey that you take with a Pokemon. Uh, but I do, I do think it is short-sighted you know to to only address um only address pokemon growth in terms of evolution you know uh in the in the professor crane book song of the doduo uh he mentions you know of course doduo evolves into dodrio but you know he talks about the the journey that we as humans took understanding that evolutionary process and you know for for generations our ancestors thought Doduo was all there was, and they thought Dodrio was a separate Pokemon. You know, this, of course, was before the time of Science, But, like, I mean, who knows, right? Like, maybe one of the, one of the Pokemon we already know is an evolution of Dunsparce. Maybe it's not. Maybe there's even an undiscovered Pokemon still to come that evolves from Dunsparce. And I think the only way that we're really going to get more answers on this is if people stop treating Dunsparce like it doesn't matter and stop treating Dunsparce like it's unfinished and start just appreciating Dunsparce for what it is. You know, I think well it's said. really important. Well said. Sorry, thank you. No, 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 please. You can continue. I didn't mean to cut you off. I I worry about my ability to... to, to uh, adequately express myself i'm sorry i wasn't i wasn't prepared for this question 
No, it's okay. I understand. Um, let's see. I'm getting one from the producers here. It's from uh, Thomas Charest on Facebook. It says, uh, its eyes are closed, but can it see why kids love cinnamon toast? Come on. No, we're not. This is oh. this is ridiculous. We need some serious questions here, people. This is this is a serious show. We have a, an expert on, and, and this is... We're, we're going to talk about this later. Anthony. I, I apologize. I apologize, Mike. It's... It's okay. I know it's not your fault. I know it's not the producer's fault. You know, there are just people out there that well, don't understand the gravitas of of Pokemon of of Pokemon knowledge, right? Like people look at a Pokemon and they think, "Oh, it's for surfing or it's for fighting or it's for cutting." They don't look at a Pokemon and say, "I need to know more." You know, I think it's I think it's a I think it's a problem with the education system, actually. Mm. I think I think it's a a more endemic problem, you know, than just this show. I think it's a I think it's a real issue in society that that people aren't asking enough questions and they're not learning enough and they're not they're not taking enough time to care. Right. I mean, I really appreciate you bringing it up because, you know, we, I hear from a lot of teachers that say they just don't have the resources to try and teach the, the knowledge that should be put out there about Pokemon in the classroom. And sure. it's a real shame. I know the K through 12 poke education system is really disappointing, you know, very much. So. I, it breaks my heart every time I see a little youngster out there, you know, uh, carrying around six Rattata because it doesn't know any better. He, you know, he or she or they just they don't recognize the the value of having a Pokemon like Dunsparce in their arsenal. You know, uh, not yeah. just as a not just as a fighter, of course, uh, but as a as a friend and as a confidant. So let's uh, let's hit this next one here. We've got a couple more that we're going to try to wrap up. These ones seem serious, so uh, I again Great. apologize. Great. No, I'm glad we uh, can refocus. Uh, Twitter user at Kayla Scarponi asks, "What other color combinations does it come in?" That's a fantastic question. You know, great uh, question. Standard standard uh, Dunsparce coloring, of course, is is that that yellow and blue. Uh, you know, kind of the creamy almost uh you know eyelids and striping um but of course you know you can see you can see different color combinations all throughout the world you know uh if say for example you find yourself in the desert uh those blues are going to be a lot more muted you know um mm, i've interesting i've seen reports of even pink dunsparce um oh where you know instead of blue they are pink um personally i worry that these are people that play play the video game mm. and just use a video game photo instead uh where we all know right that video game representation of pokemon is not accurate you know in the games Rarely. in the games i assume that they just have to you know they have to delineate uh sexes of the pokemon so that trainers know um, whether they have a male or a female Dunsparce. Uh, personally, I think that's a bit um, lazy of the trainer, of the player, and of the game developer to not come up with a more nuanced system for a Pokemon so rich as Dunsparce. Hmm. Um, hmm. But, you know, if you happen to have yourself a Dunsparce that... 
that spends most of its time underground. Uh, its colorings may be a bit lighter, you know. Um, it may be a bit more pale. Uh, I have seen albino dunsparce, of course, just like any other, just like any other animal. Uh, you can you can find yourself an albino dunsparce if it completely lacks all you know all color. Hmm. Um, please be very very gentle if you find an albino dunsparce. Um, they are just, just like any other Dunsparce, but much more sensitive to the sun. You got to make sure that you've got yourself a nice big backyard for them to burrow into. You've got to make sure at the very least you've got a, you know, if you've got a terrarium for your Dunsparce that you've painted the glass all black so that Mm. no light will enter. Um, you know, if you're, if you're going to keep a Dunsparce, uh, if you're going to keep an albino Dunsparce inside. That's really the only way to do it. They're just so hmm. sensitive to light. That's very interesting. Uh, do you find that they're particularly sensitive to uh, light as opposed to other albino Pokemon? You know, I'm not. Uh, I'm not a huge expert on albino Pokemon. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, i I would say, I would say that Dunsparce tends to react more strongly than most other albino pokemon i've seen uh i don't probably because its natural habitat is underground anyway where there is not a lot of that light certainly certainly yeah and you know of course uh their their first reaction is to burrow into the ground uh using that using that tail of theirs um so it would not surprise me if a dunsparce behaves more um you know more erratically in the presence of that light all right mike let me let me get you this last question here before we uh before we wrap up uh twitter user at inda commansion commansion sorry inda commansion inda commansion okay asks is it true that Dunsparce? Um, you know, let me let me let me preface this question. I, we try to stay pretty pretty apolitical on this show. I think this is an important topic. I think it is a uh, obviously a very deep topic. Topic. We're not going to get into all of the nuance to it, but uh, I think it's an important question to raise awareness about uh, and have a small discussion about. Is it true that Dunsparce, hired by corn maze companies in the fall, are treated poorly and they use hashtag maze camps? Uh, you know, the Maze Camps movement is one of my favorite uh, social media activist movements, uh, mm-hmm. just because I think they're, you know, what's the, for lack of a better term, I just think they're so woke. I think, mm. you know, I think the uh, the plight of the the farm maze Dunsparce is mm. underreported. In the news, I think it's super important. I'm so glad we get to talk about it on such a serious, uh, fact-based show as Ask the Pokedexpert. Uh, that means so much to me that your producers would allow us to go on record uh, discussing these atrocities. Uh, I think it's I think it's very brave of them. I think it's very brave of you for asking that question. I think it's super, super brave of Inda for even submitting the question. Uh, so, again, thank you so very much. Oh, gosh. I 
And this I show could... does take a hard stance against abuse of Pokemon in industrial and commercial enterprises. We understand that Pokemon can be used for those means, that they are they are a powerful tool in a lot of cases, but there is a line between use and abuse when it comes to Pokemon in working conditions. That's exactly right. I'm so glad you brought up that line between use and abuse. Uh, if you go to useandabuse.org, you can learn more. Uh, it's really important that we spread that message as well. Uh, specifically, I would like to continue talking about, uh, you know, hashtag maze camps. I think, I think their movement is so strong. I think that it's so important. I think... Uh, gosh, I could, I could literally talk about this for hours. Uh, I could, can you talk about some of the poor treatment that the Dunsparce uh, see in these, uh, maze camps? Certainly. Uh, you know, shallow terrariums blow my mind. I can't believe that people are Mm. still using any terrarium less than six feet deep. It's crazy to me. Like (sighs) this is a four foot 11, 30 pound Pokemon on average, of course, uh, that (laughs) like, you know, you you can't put him in anything less than six feet and expect a Dunsparce to be happy or, or productive for long. Right. I've been to some of these farm mazes, Anthony, I've seen the destruction. I've seen the bodies of the used and abused Dunsparce piled (sighs) in the back. It, it's tragic. It, I'm sorry, listeners with small children, if, you know, we might get a little bit graphic here. Uh, if you, if you have, you know, uh, younger, uh, more sensitive listeners, you may want to uh, turn the radio down. You may want to uh, press pause if you're listening to this recorded. Um, okay, it's it's harrowing anthony the bodies piled on top of one another in the backs of these of these uh less than savory mazes uh you know you'll go and you're you'll think you're having a great time with your kids and you'll turn around and you know you'll you'll come to a a back corner of the maze and all of a sudden there's a dunsparce skull or a dunsparce drill bit sticking out of mm. the ground and it, it just you know, you brush it aside and all of a sudden there's another and another and another. And before you know it, you've dug up the entire maze. And what you've been standing on this whole time isn't ground at all, but it's just pulverized Dunsparce corpses that they're growing this corn in. Anthony, it's it's disgusting. It's horrible. And it has to come to an end we have to get legislature on this we have to we have to do something to show these people that they can't just keep making money off the bones literal bones of dunsparce so i do what you can reach out this has been a very grim and very uh, real explanation by Pokedexpert Mike Ellison, whose new book, Fifty Shades of Blue, A Study of the Mating Habits of Cantonian Polywags, is available now. Please uh, go to your local store, go to Amazon, get it today. Mike, thank you so much for joining us this week. Anthony, I'm sorry to end it on such a dark note. You know, that, that really was not my intention. But thank you so much for having me. And I hope, you know, I just hope people can take the message of the podcast that Dunsparce is just a lovely Pokemon and we should really be doing more to celebrate him. 
Thank you so much. And that's all the time we have for this week. Join us in two weeks when we will have an expert in to talk about the Pokemon Swallet. Make sure you send all your Swallet questions to Twitter, Facebook, and email. You can tweet at us at at the at Pokedexpert. Uh, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pokedexpert or email us at pokedexpertpod at gmail.com. That's P-O-K-E-D-E-X-P-E-R-T, Pokedexpert. We can't wait to see what you want to know. See you next time.